What's going on? On this episode of The Power Perspective, I sit down with my good friend, Danny Burnham from Burnham Podcast. It's been a while since we've got together and talked, and I really hope you enjoy the conversation. But anyway, my name's Chris Powell, and this is The Power Perspective. Yeah. Maybe we've got it figured out now. Maybe so. I'm recording, so. so this is going on the show. Start also. Whatever happens. Whatever. We're both recording now. Well, we have done this in like a long time. It's two been a years. while. Has it been two whole years? Almost. I mean, I, I got a notification the other day. Well, when I dropped all five of my episodes at one time, mm-hmm. it had been two years ago. I think it was September or something. Golly. Or beginning of October. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because we were, yeah, it was it was September, October. Golly, it's been two years then. Yeah. Wow. I guess so. <laughs> what, what episode number is this going to be for you? I think 25. I'd have 25. to look and see, but I'm around mid-20s yeah, right now. Well past the average then. Let's say the average is like six, eight. Oh, really? Yeah, like that's it. Well, I talk a lot of smack. Well, there's a lot of smack to be, to be talk, <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about, but. If people get into it, it's a great idea, and they're going to podcast, and turns out they run out of things to say yeah. after four or five episodes or less. And we had like two years is a long time, but the reality is up until about two weeks ago, I hadn't recorded one in over a year. Yeah. So I took a whole year off. So I had 20-something just in one year. Yeah. So That's not bad, man. Just about sticking with it. Well, it's more about... I try to find this contrast between not being too negative about what's going on in the world at the same time speaking my mind about what's going on. It's hard to be, it's hard to be, or hard to not be negative, I guess. And we were talking about your last episode and you were critical of the church and I've had some episodes where I was pretty harshly critical of the church. Yeah. You know, and the church is one thing. It's, It's super easy to be critical of the world, yeah, you know, as a whole in society and all that. But then we're getting into the church too. And... You know, I don't want people to think that I have this big vendetta against the church because I don't. Right, I love the right. church. The church, you know, is the bride. We're supposed to take care of it. But that's where my anger comes from. Right. Is the book tells us how we're supposed to behave with it, how we're supposed to treat it, and how we're supposed to do it. And you got your old stains out there, man, that are going. <laughs> He's been hot on social media in the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, we, Furtick and you got them guys out there doing that, and it, it just makes me mad because I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. And then you got these like real legit people that you know, that you know are like acquainted with God and the Holy Spirit, and they watch that junk. Yeah, and I'm like, how can you watch that? People eat it up, man. But it's it's what they want to hear. And I love motivational speakers, but oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't expect to get it from the pastor. Yeah, no. Going back as a coach, man, you know, you're, we're always trying to bring somebody in to talk to our team and get them fired up for the big game. But like at the end of the day, you know, what does it really mean? Especially if you're up in the pulpit, and then that's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, everybody wants to. Everybody wants to hear. You know. I don't know, nice stuff, sunshine and rainbows. Man, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I don't have a problem with listening to motivational people. Yeah. That's cool because yeah. there's a place for that. But sometimes we need the truth 
not motivation. You know when what I mean? When was the last time you heard a preacher talk about hell? A long time. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen. I mean, I, it does. There's some guys out there that talk about it. but Well, it gets mentioned in passing. Yeah. They really don't drive home the fact that uh, you've got friends that are going to die and go to hell. And who's to say that they wouldn't if you didn't do something about it? Right. And talk to them about it. You get yeah. kind of complacent in your relationships. They don't talk about that. Right. Well, that's what I, I preached. We're going through Romans right now at our church. And you get into eight and nine and, and God's plan and, and how it doesn't go well for everybody. And, you know, yeah. and, and so I'm, I'm going, you know, I finish up my sermon and I'm going, hey, y'all, y'all please come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that's what preachers are afraid of. They don't want to run people off because if I'm preaching fire and brimstone at my church and people get uncomfortable, they'll come to your church where you're not, you know, and everybody wants to be comfortable. You know what I mean? I don't understand there needs to be a balance. You know, we do need to focus on the good things and the happy things of God because that's where our joy comes from. Right. But our urgency comes from the other half. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that you got friends or family or whatever that are, you know, going to not make it, Yeah, you know, and that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. It scares the crap out of me enough that I ain't 1000% that I'm going to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Much less <laughs> the guy that I know, you yeah. know? So if I'm not really sure about me, I'll need to be working on that, but I also need to be checking on the people around me too. Yeah. Well, in the urgency, like I just, I mentioned Romans nine, eight and nine, Paul is, especially the beginning of eight, Paul's going, hey, I wish myself accursed if I, you know, if it would save my brothers. Like, put the curse on me and take them all to heaven. Um, that's a buddy. So that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> how serious this is, you know, and our, how serious he was about it. But uh, you don't get that. Like you said, that's a buddy, and you were kind of talking about that in your last episode. You don't get the the loyalty from the church a lot of times that you would get in other places well you don't i mean i don't i haven't yeah and i yearn for it i mean me and my wife we you know where we're going right now we really do enjoy it you know we haven't got really that plugged in yet but that's what we're looking for yeah and that's what i've been looking for you know when i first got saved i had it you know back in the xl days i had a tight little group of people and then when i all fell apart it seems like ever since then i've been trying to find it and yeah. even then, I find out that the loyalty I thought I had from people probably wasn't well, really what it was. And you you, you mentioned a, a tight group of people. The, the misconception, and it, it discourages a lot of people, I think, when they go into church and they don't have, they're not friends with everybody in the building. Yeah. You know, there might be 200 people in there, and you're not going to know all of them and all their kids' names and birthdays. But if you, if you can go in and get that tight group, and it's a real thing, Cause it's not always, you know, but if it's a, it's a real genuine thing and that's what, that's what you're looking for. And that's the realistic thing. People talk about, you know, I, I don't want to go to a church where there's clicks and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like, well, there just is going to be on some That's level. human nature. That's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. My issue comes when I go to a church for two years and never get invited to still, a small group. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I know people there, but nobody's invited me to the small group or a couple's group or whatever. Right. And to be honest, like I used to be so against that stuff, 
I was like, you're not going to put me in a group of people and make me be friends with anybody. I hate it. Man. And you're still not. You're, you're still not going to make me be friends with yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't necessarily want to dance, but I'd like to be asked to dance. Right. And then yeah. maybe if I'm asked, maybe my opinion will change. Like, I, we need yeah. that fellowship, that personal we do, fellowship. We do, and I don't like making that initial connection. It's just so uncomfortable. But we do need it. It's hard enough do. for me to do like we're doing now. And yeah. I know you well. Yeah. And I'm like so enclosed into my own little routine and bubble of what's going on in my life. It's hard for me to step out from that. And especially, you know, we're approaching two years into this pandemic and people sitting at home and even churches closing, you know, and and not going to work and not being out, not interacting with people. It's conditioned us. Yeah, it's become easy to, to not have interaction with people it was already easy for me oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was already I'm, easy i've always been an introvert but this is just like it's made it harder to talk to people i honestly want to think it's a god thing that i've got this urgency in me now to be a part of something yeah because i've i've had it before but now you know maybe it's because i'm married and i'm getting older and i'm ready to settle down and have that group of people to spend your weekends with and right. go on vacations with and uh but it's kind of a new feeling, and I like it. I just want it, and I'm, I don't have much patience. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> let's find some friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's we got to have that patience, and that's mine. Now I'm learning about patience because you know we just started this church in April, and it's October 27th. And we don't have 200 people yet, <laughs> you know. Well, plug, and so plug, plug your church real quick. Uh, well, we're Rome Reformed Church. We uh, we started out of the pandemic when everybody's churches were shut down. There was a group of believers that still wanted to meet. And so we met in a bar downtown called The Foundry. I made that one a couple of times. Yeah, you were there. Um, and so we did that for a while. And uh, churches and things started opening back up. And everybody kind of went their separate ways. And then, I don't know, we did that uh, May, June july maybe and then about january people started going well hey remember that thing we were doing like that Mm -hmm. was pretty cool it was it was real intimate and genuine and we didn't have uh instruments and music stuff like that nothing wrong with that we just didn't have it where we were um but it was just this real genuine experience with god that we all had and with each other because we just wanted to worship it is genuine yeah because you take all the fluff off the top of it right well and so many of us didn't even know each other we all had a mutual friend or two that brought us together. Um, but it didn't matter that we didn't know each other because we were there to worship. And it wasn't uh, wasn't about us. And that was the cool part of it. And then so we started that back up, like I said, in about April this year. And we're it's plugging It's going on. pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got a good core group and we're building, you know, community in that group. And now we're talking about reaching out and expanding things that we're doing and i've been to it a few times where y'all are at now y'all yeah. meet what's the name of the place oh uh, we're meeting at the courtyard by marriott in downtown rome uh 320 west third avenue meet at 10 30 on sunday morning 10 30 so in the rome area stop by and see us you'll be out by 11 30 so you'll meet the... 11 11 <laughs> <laughs> you'll beat the uh, lunch crowd yeah yeah but it's there's no fluff and that's what i liked about it and that's kind of <laughs> what i like about where i've been going is there's no special lights, fog machines, anything. Oh, man. I swear I have such a hang-up on that. If I go into a church that has that, I'm automatically like turned off now. 
Oh, yeah, and even the preaching can be good. Mm-hmm. And you just like, man, I'm just, I'm so mad by the time the preaching rolls around. And I don't know if we really want to go down this rabbit hole, but I don't really don't think that was the intention was to make the worship a theatrical experience or an emotional roller coaster Definitely of an experience. Definitely not. You know, yeah. let's let's uh let's move them to have this spiritual experience through yeah music and it's like I, i'm cool if you have an emotional and spiritual experience with music right but i don't like it when i feel like that's the intention well when it's yeah when, when it's kind of generated uh, you generate this atmosphere yeah to yeah. get people to come down front or do whatever yeah you know? and i i've had emotional experiences at secular concerts you know, when the lights pop on and the yeah. music wells up. And you're like, Man, this is awesome. I've had some of my best Holy Spirit moments in the shower. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't need a concert for that. Right. Yeah. If you're walking in it and the Spirit moves you, you're going to have your experience. That's it. You know, it don't really, it don't have to be coached. Right. No, but we do. We want to facilitate that emotional experience and we, we especially us as pastors we base our success the success of our sermon on how many people come down from the end and you know and we're uh instant gratification yeah type culture yeah. now so i think a lot of the pastors want that instant gratification. we had so many people come down to the front and give their life to the lord today right I, and i'm all like okay I, i'm not knocking that that's not a bad thing no for sure but i will take your time be a little genuine about it yeah and, you know, scripture, there's people that give their lives to the Lord and stop right there and got baptized. So, yeah, that happens. That right. happens, too. But that guy wasn't being moved by a concert. He right. was being moved by one person telling him the gospel. Right. And then the Holy Spirit. And, yeah, it's it wasn't, a, wasn't an emotional thing. That's right. So the, the draw of God, you know, that's that's undeniable. The word, I know Paul Washer's got some stuff on it. The word of God is enough. Yeah. And that's all that you need. Yeah. You don't need all these songs well, been dressed up. We even got heat for not much, but people listen to me talk about my church and do church how you do church. Whatever, you know, you can line up scripture is good, but we, we only sing songs and people go, well, didn't they get boring? We're singing the word of God, man. Yeah. Like the literal word of God, you know, like, no, I thought it would. The first time I heard it, I thought, well, but that's boring. It's not. You know? Yeah. And we can't mess it up by putting our own theologies into it. And yeah, and and it's I, just the scripture. I think it's a maturity thing, though. Yeah. Because I used to, you know, the churches I've been to, I, I used to be real big into the, well, are they going to sing a, uh, what's the song, the Hill song? Are they going to sing their songs yeah, this yeah, week? Right. Are they going to sing, you know, whatever's popular at the time? Because that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear that old school crap. Right, that. yeah. And now I'm like, man, we need some old school crap. Yeah. Well, I was part of a movement at one point in a church. I was like, man, let's, can we phase out the hymnal? You know? Yeah, you don't just, see them much anymore. Yeah, let's just play the music, the good, you know, the, theologically sound Christian music that you hear on the radio. Well, let's just sing that. Like, okay. Let's get rid of the hymnal now. I'm like, man, I, that was the dumbest kid. You're being a little facetious about the uh, it being theologically sound on the radio, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm not opposed to any type of any style of music in church, I guess, as long as it does line up with scripture. But, but yeah, we look for that. We want to make it about us. Yeah. You know, and... well, I also used to be a part of a church that did ACDC songs to make a point during the service. 
And that's the kind of stuff I look back on. I'm like, makes my skin. I get goosebumps. Yeah, I'm like, man, yeah. why did we do uh, that? Yeah. And all kind of secular music like that. And not all of it's bad. There's a lot of good music out there. But man, we gotta. If it, if it ain't intended for God and to spread His word, we'd leave it out of church. Yeah. That goes yeah. for bake sales or anything. Yeah. Leave it out. You know, you can do that in your front yard if you want to. Yeah. Leave it out of the church. But it's I don't know. It, the problem with church is that it's made up of people. You know? Yeah, I tell my wife all the time, if there's people involved, you're going to have problems out of it. Yeah, yeah, sooner or later. Um, that's just the way we are. You know, we, we get unhappy and we we have expectations that might or might not get met, and then we react to them a certain way. And the way it is, you know, in, in our part of the country, I guess it's different than a lot of places because we got a church on every street corner here. Yeah, you know, we my church meets in a in a hotel meeting room. There's a church that meets in our local YMCA. There's one that meets in the in a theater down. I mean, like mm-hmm. the churches are literally everywhere. So if we don't like what we're hearing, we can just go next door. You mm-hmm. know, and not everywhere is you know is like that. It's not just covered up with churches, but I think that too sort of facilitates this attitude we have where like i don't get it my way i'll go somewhere where i can it's not supposed to be like that Mm. and they're all supposed to be on the same team but they they work as a business yeah it's a business now it's like if you don't like shopping at mapco you can go to the racetrack (laughs) yeah if you don't like the racetrack you can go to the quick trip right like we all sell gas but maybe you don't like how we're giving you the gas so you go somewhere else and that's just not how it's supposed to be well, that, that goes back to the loyalty thing. Like, that's There's no loyalty to each other because there's no loyalty to our church. There's no loyalty to God. Well, there you go. That's the bottom line. <laughs> so it's it's a matter of, of what I want and how I feel. And if all that works out, then sure, we can be buddies and yeah. you know sit next to each other in church or whatever. Your feelings don't matter. Yeah. Paul Washer said that too. Oh man, <laughs> I wear a helmet when I listen to him preach. Yeah, that's tough stuff. Yeah, he hits you over the head with some stuff. But it's good though. We need that. We need that. We want to hide from it. And the first time I heard him, him, RC Sproul, you know, some of these guys that just bring it. I'm like, man, I don't want to hear that. And like, I I turn it off. And then you feel that draw going. Or you know, you need to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I need to listen to that. <laughs> so I'd go back and take my beating. So the first time I listened to Paul Washer was the one that made him famous. Yeah, when he preached at the Kid Summit thing or yeah. whatever, and he had me a wreck. I yeah, mean, I was driving a truck at the time, driving through Gaston, Alabama, <laughs> and I was a wreck. Yeah, listening to that man, he really crying, 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 shifting gears. Like he's right. He's so right. And it was good, though. I, I think you need that challenge to your psyche, whatever. Yeah. You need that challenge to your spirit. If you're not being challenged, you're not growing. Yeah. If you're not getting uncomfortable, you're not growing. Right. And if you're not growing, then you're stagnant. You know. Well, and, and we're not allowed to be stagnant. And stagnant water don't grow anything right. other than algae. Yeah. Yeah. And you get moss because you're sitting still. And yeah. But no, man, we gotta we gotta learn, we gotta move forward, we gotta improve, and we gotta chase after God. We don't want to do that. Work your salvation out with fear and trembling. Yeah, I've I've got the fear and trembling thing down. <laughs> You're good at it, huh? <laughs> yeah, really good at that. I mean, I I struggle with a lot of stuff when it comes to my faith. You know, as far as 
it's the whole, I know, but do I know? Yeah. Like, I believe, but man, if I went today, am I going to make it? You know, that, yeah. that's something I think of every single day. Yeah, well, you know your thoughts. Yeah. You're inside. You know things about you that nobody else will ever, ever know. And you think those things and you go, man, like, am I really, what I like you said, would I really yeah. make it if, if I went today, you know? And... How come I can be so holy, holy and feel so good one minute yeah. and the next minute I'm yelling at somebody in traffic? Because well, you're trapped in cursed flesh. That's why. You yeah. Know? So we're always going to deal with that, I guess, on some level. But, but that's all the more reason for us to chase after God <clears throat> with everything that we have. Because, you know, we we know, like you said, but we don't like, you know, there's times and you think, man, am I even saved? But that's that's all the more reason, getting his word and to pray and to, you know, listen to preachers that you might not be comfortable listening to because yeah. they might be bringing the hammer of truth on you. And, you know. Yeah. And I, that's something I struggle with all the time because it's <clears throat> when you see people that live their life obviously they don't ever think about it right ever 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 yeah and you're almost like man i feel for them because they don't know the truth but then you think ignorance is bliss they don't have a worry in the world how how though i'm like how do some people go through this life without ever even worrying about if there is a god yeah and some of us spend every minute of every day wondering all right am i gonna make it yeah. To him. You well, know. And I think that's the difference. I think that you, the fact that you know that there's a God, even when you're not following him like you ought to be and you're not praying as much as you should or reading your Bible as much as you should, the fact that you know and then it bothers you says a lot about where you're really at. Yeah. Because those people aren't looking for God. Yeah. They don't, they're not reading their Bible and not praying. They don't care. There's but, no doubt in my mind because I've proven it. Well, God has proven it time and time again. If I get up in the morning and read that Bible before I walk out the door, the day just goes smoother. Yeah. Even when it's I get fired a from a day. job that same day, yeah, I still go through getting fired from that job a whole lot better than I would have if I wouldn't have done that. Right. But the days after that, you're all like, well, the bad stuff's happened. Yeah. And you leave the door that day without reading the word. <clears throat> Yeah, you, you yeah. put it off a little bit more, and then you fall into the next cycle again of feeling like trash until you make it back around to doing what you know you need to do. Right? Like we're so dumb. We're, <laughs> I mean, we are. We are so dumb because we know what works. Yeah, we know what works. Yeah, but yeah. we still keep trying to find other ways to go about doing it. Well, you, you see the the, the Jews uh, in the Bible flee in Egypt, and time after time, God would take care of them, and then they'd be like nah we're good yeah you know and then they weren't good and then god about to bail them out again and like i know this god we ain't seen has been giving us bread from the earth every yeah, day right, yeah. but we still need a cow to worship yeah you know? right yeah we still need some false idol to give our attention to something yeah, we can see but that and hasn't changed you know we're still those those same people that's that, the it's the instant gratification type thing yeah you know, i need to see something right now yeah yeah i need something to put my focus on right now and man, you know, you'll see him if you look around hard enough. Yeah, if you just a little bit, yeah, just just a little bit. But we get so again, it's a 
that's a me thing. Like I want to have some control of it. I want to be able to say I need some gratification right now and get it. But that's, that's me. That's, I mean, we're idolizing ourselves, you know, more than anything else. We did. We, we are. Because when we get upset, say somebody in traffic, it's not, well, their people are probably in a hurry because they're running behind. That's why they cut me off. Maybe they have an emergency. Somebody's in the hospital. You yeah. don't think about any Maybe of that. Maybe they're having a bad, you know, yeah. You're thinking they cut me off. They jumped in front of me. Right. They're slowing me down. Yeah. Yeah, we're very selfish and dumb. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. But, but I mean, I, it's true, I guess, on some level. Well, we are. We're, we're so very selfish. And you wonder, because the people that travel the world sharing the gospel and they see these awesome spiritual moves it's because they're talking to people that have nothing else yeah they go to these tribes that are drinking muddy water and sharing a chicken between 10 people a day or something like that right they have nothing else to lean on yeah other than the faith yeah us we have so much to lean on you know, we got too much to lean on. We have too I, I many think crutches. That's might be the problem is that we're so we're right. We're here, spoiled. Man. Yeah, we are very spoiled. We are, and I, I've talked about it before. I know there's a church that meets, and I don't ever say the name of their country even because they're in one of those countries. But they uh, they started their church meeting at a picnic table out in the woods, in a place where it's forty below in the winter, and there's a foot and a half of snow on the ground. And they're having to hide. Yeah, so they sneak out in the woods and they gather around this picnic table and they have a Part or I, they've got an, at least one whole Bible now. Um, they had part of the Bible when they started, and they would read. You know, they had like a couple of pages. I think it was James chapter five. They had that, and that was enough for them. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah. We had every translation you can think of. I got of. eleven can, Bibles at my house. You know, and I've got can, every translation you can think of is on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I have it all. There right. is no reason for us to not be knowledgeable. Yeah. Of the things of God. Yeah, but we don't, you know, we we take things for granted and we, you know, we, we have so much where we live. Too much sometimes. Yeah, a lot of times we do. And I've been on this kick lately. I've been wanting to, I tell my wife all the time, our retirement plan is Wyoming. I want to go to Wyoming. There, and she's like, why am I? There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. <laughs> you know, the state of Georgia has 10 million people in it. The whole state of Wyoming has like 600,000 people. Yeah. Well, that sounds like my type of place. Don't tell too many people, though. Cause then they'll then all, all go. go. <laughs> I don't think there's about 50 people listening to mine. There might be a little more listening to your words. I might have 55. <laughs> <laughs> if we all go, it'll be all right. Hey, we'll start a church. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> Backwoods country church. It'll be awesome. I don't know. I just, I, I crave a simpler life. Yeah. You know, my house is full of crap I don't need. And I realize it all the time. Yeah. Yet it don't stop me from trying to work and get more and crap. Get more, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we can't have enough stuff, man. And I don't know. Whatever we have, we want three of them and three different colors. And, and even if we do have something that is well, well, then the neighbor just got a newer one. Uh, yeah. A car. Well, now I got to go get me a newer car because he has a newer car. You know, I deserve a new car too. Yeah. Or so. Well, Dave Ramsey's late about that. Yeah. <laughs> we really got to get back to basics on some stuff. We do on a lot of stuff, and especially in church, I think, and just getting back to the word 
and not trying to add our opinions to it and trying to make it fit our feelings and yeah and I, that's where all the, the divide comes yeah. it's from well i don't feel a certain way you know that's why we got all these different denominations because one denomination says well we believe that we should be washing each other's feet and the other one's like i think we should be holding snakes yeah. And stuff like that. Well, why don't y'all read Listen, the Bible? Folks, the snake people are wrong. Okay, just <laughs> for anybody who might be listening right now. But yeah, just get back to the Word. What does the Bible say? I, I got questioned not long ago about some hard stuff from the Bible. God did, you know, whatever. I forget even the, the passage we were talking about. But God did some hard stuff to some people that deserved it. Right? And so somebody comes to me and says, Are you trying to tell me God did or the he was asking if I said that this happened. And I said, well, let's just, what I didn't tell you anything. The Bible said, you know, and I pointed them chapter and verse and God had done some hard stuff to some people. Um, but, you know, it's not, we went back to the word and then that's when the truth came out. I could have tried to explain my opinion about what happened there. And I said, well, let's, you know, we, we go back and look at the word and uh, ain't no arguing that. You know, if we both believe the word is what it is and we look at it for what it says, then that's the end of the argument. And we, yeah. we don't want to do that. We want to stick our opinions in there. And you're Methodist and I'm Baptist. So we got a Christian's not a Methodist, but I'm just yeah. saying, <laughs> but we, uh, we want to have it our way. We do. And it, it ain't supposed to be that way. Not at all. Mm. Take a break. I'm back for the break. I have to edit this episode. I don't ever have to edit an episode. I don't spend a lot of time editing. I don't edit at all. I don't know. I might just leave. That's going to be like five seconds of downtime. I'll time. record a, a little intro and I'll yeah. have my little music and then I'll line these two blocks of info in there and that'll be the episode. Yeah, that's usually what I do. I don't usually edit anything at all. Every now and then I won't turn my phone ringer off and well, I've gotten to where I like video editing and stuff like that, but I haven't really messed with the audio stuff that much. So. There's a, I got a program that I like using when I have, and usually what I'm doing there is just cutting off a second or two on the beginning or end of the show. But podcasting is easy, folks. If it's, I can do it, man, anybody can the, do it. The people are scared of, this is just a side thing, I guess. The people are scared of the editing and the, all the, stuff the technical things that you have to do it's super easy like i'm still on the same website that you introduced me to yeah, as far as yeah. using it and it works for me so i don't change that yeah um i got a couple of what 20 dollar mics or something like that 10 dollar mics I thought they were like 14 dollars. i got the same mics. yeah <laughs> got a couple of you know 15 dollar mics yeah and a eight-year-old computer yeah and you just roll <laughs> out man and man if you have something to say say it yeah, I think sometimes I probably need to keep my mouth shut, but uh, I'll be saying it anyway. Well, the thing <laughs> is, if you can get, you get out there and you say whatever you want, and then there'll be somebody that says whatever they want, you guys can balance each other out, you know. Be, but we need we need more Christian content, man. We do. And I, I think when you do find it, though, the, the thing that kind of turns me off from a lot of it is it just don't seem genuine. Well, somebody sent me a, a screenshot one time on their phone when I, I was six or seven episodes in, I guess, and I had just gotten picked up on Apple, and uh, they sent me a screenshot of their playlist or whatever, and it was like Christian 
uh, podcasts, and I was between Osteen and Furtick. Oh, really? I thought, man, that's <laughs> that's not what we need. I don't <laughs> want to be lumped in with those guys. But if you get lumped in with those guys and somebody clicks on your show. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said for that, I guess. If, they, if they think, hey, here's a, another Furtick. And then they click on your show and they're like, this ain't Furtick. <laughs> but he ain't lying either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it might be a good thing. We do though, man. We need another, we need more Christian content out there. It's just, it's it's so easy to do. Like, if you just want to click record and read the Bible, you know, or pray, yeah, just get stuff out there. It ain't got to be, you know, we're 30, 32 minutes in here. It ain't got to be 32 minutes. It can be five minutes. Now, most of mine, I only, I do 30 or less Yeah, uh, on most of them. A few of them has been over, but uh, sharing stories and everything, because that's really the direction I feel like I'm taking mine. Yeah. Um, is I'm going to start sharing stories about stuff. What's the name of your podcast? The Pile Perspective. The Pile Perspective. Mine, I'm, my show is called the Burnham Podcast. Burnham just, Podcast. Yeah. And we're both on just about any platform you can yeah, find podcasts on. And yours could be too if you started a, a podcast. It don't take long. It really does. You apply for all these platforms and then one by one you start getting your approval. Yeah. And stuff like I think now Apple's my biggest one. Yeah. Apple and Spotify Apple's is my big. two biggest. Some people listen on iPhones, so Apple picks you up and, and it's usually and, the bulk of And them, Spotify, but, too. That's my two biggest ones. Yeah. They kind of go back and forth between being who's listening the most. Right. And you'll be surprised who's listening. I've had people like in Pakistan yeah. listen to my people stuff. People risking their life to listen to your show, man. Yeah, so make it count. Yeah, for <laughs> real. I mean, you get in some of these countries, China and Pakistan, like you're talking about. And I think Russia, too. You get on there talking about Jesus and stuff and where they're at, like, they don't, you know, that, that, that ain't safe for them. Yeah, not at all. So it's a big deal. It's important. It's even more reason that we need more info or more content out yeah. there, though. Well, I had a, I had a, a moment. Me and, me and a buddy were over at another friend's house, and they were music guys. They were in a band together and played Christian music. And uh, Ryan was my buddy. We were at his house, and Dustin was there with us. And Dustin looks at Ryan's CD collection. Dustin had a million CDs secular and, and christian and all kinds of stuff and uh the secular section was 50 times like no lie 50 times bigger than the christian section and dustin says why don't your christian cds look like your secular cds they don't exist they don't they're not that's what ryan said He's like, that's that's what there is man he had everything he had all different types of genres and even in christian music but he had all there was and there just wasn't that much yeah and i mean we both know that for the most part entertainment in our country is not ran by like-minded people like us. Right. It's ran by the other side. Yeah. If you, if that's what the way you want to put it. So yeah, there's a bunch of crap out there. Yeah. A whole lot of crap. There, out there. is man, just some garbage. I, and it's not hard to find. And it's not, and it makes me feel so bad for like the new people coming up though, because yeah. there's more garbage now than there ever has been. Yeah. So now garbage is normal. Right, yeah, that's just the way it is now, yeah. Yeah. Figure out how to navigate that. But, again, if we get more people out there, man. My buddy Kirk, I'm going to shame Kirk if he's still listening at this point. Um, Kirk had a great podcast. Did a few episodes. It was about contemporary Christian music, and he would talk about all these songs and things that were popular even 20, 30 years ago. But that's another form of, 
uh, you Christian content. It's just different. It's different. It was different than what me and you type the type of thing that we do. But it, it exposed me. Like it, it reminded me of a lot of things that we used to listen to. And then I discovered some things too, based on what he had said on his show. And I discovered some new music that I hadn't heard. And, but you know, that's a big deal. It is. And we, we really need more of it. I mean, it makes me happy to know that there's what's the church down in Georgia that does the movies. Yeah. Like yeah. that's super cool. You know, yeah. you might not agree with everything they say, theologically speaking, I've never been to their church, so I can't speak either way. Right. But they're putting out better stuff than yeah. you typically find on TV. Right. So somebody's trying to do something right. Yeah. And, but they're just one group of people. Yeah. We really need more groups of people we do, doing man. that. And, and, and you, there's that line between putting on a production in church and church producing a movie. That's a yeah. whole different thing. God's not against entertainment. Right. He's against, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How, how would I word this? Um, hmm. Connecting with him is not supposed to be entertainment. Right. That's a, help me out here a little bit. That's a have to. Yeah. Well, or I mean, that's a need to. Yeah. And, a, and should be a want to, but entertainment is just a want to. Right. What, but know? even Jesus in the Bible, you know, he told stories and parables and. Back then know, that was the entertainment. Right. That's what you did. And you didn't have movies and things, but uh, I don't know. We don't shame people that make music. No. So, like, why would we shame people for making a movie that tells a, a God-centered story? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's not, man. And, and I mean, if you go on YouTube, they uh, I, I watched a movie one time. I got sucked into this movie that was an hour and a half long. And it was this storyline that these kids created. And they had this nerf war. And there was good guys and bad guys. And they invaded the house. And then they drove out the invaders and... But it was these little kids and their Nerf guns. And it was like, it wasn't like theater quality production, but it sucked me in for an hour, right. you know, and it just was entertaining. But so you could do, I mean, our possibilities are limitless now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to get more tapped into that stuff. You know, like I do the TikTok stuff and mm -hmm. Instagram and all these things. And I try to keep it where it should be, Yeah, you know. Some of my jokes might be a little on the other side of the line for some people, but, uh, you know, God will deal with me on that. That's you being genuine, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, that is. this is me. Yeah. I mean, I am me, and I'm far from where I need to be, but yeah. I'm a whole yeah. lot further from where I used to be right. than where I need to be. So, you know, it's, it's just me. I'm rough around the edges. You know, I'm not going to make excuses for when my mouth gets out of control and I say curse words and stuff like that. There's no excuse for that. It shouldn't happen. Right. But it does happen. But, but it does happen. And there's somebody out there who's going to relate to that. I hope. You know, and you know, like, that guy's like me. I hope. He's a Christian. And again, like you said, not that that's where we need to. And I've got my faults too. It's not like I'm you know, being a holy pastor or whatever, but you, when we put stuff out there, people relate to it. And, you know, we can, we can look at the demographics, you know, as far as who listens to our shows and stuff. Yeah. And it's people in our same age group and ethnicity. Oh, most of mine is, yeah, like 35 to 40 something. Yeah. Is yeah. my group mostly. Right. So it's, there's people that relate to us. So if you're, you know, you're not too old, you're not too young, you're not, you know, there, Whatever. Everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. They really yeah. do. 
if, if I would say if you're old enough to uh, have been paying taxes for a little while, you've got some stories to tell. Yeah. Now, kids do too, though. I mean, there right, needs to yeah. be more kid content too. Yeah. Um, but nobody should be discouraged from sharing their story, especially yeah, if it's a, sure. it, just because it's an unsavory one. If it revolves back around to this is what my life used to look like, all this crap, but this is where God's got me now. Right. Somebody needs to hear that story. Yeah. Yeah. And then people need to tell the story, man. You got to get past. It, it's so easy now. Like we do this. And like you said, your, your show gets heard in, in all these countries around the world. Like we're not trying super hard. I'm not. You know, like we're not doing any marketing or, you know, anything I don't even like that. have the thing where I do the commercials and I can make 10 cents every now and then. Right. Yeah. I, so, uh, I don't do that because when I listen to podcasts and they do that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't click. <laughs> How can I fast forward through this? I did part? it for a while, man. And I've noticed my listeners going down when I started running ads, but they, uh, but no, it's, it's, it goes. You put your content out there and it goes and somebody listens to it and shares it and, you know, it's, it's, it's not hard to get the word out, whatever your word is. You need to have a little bit of passion behind you. Yeah. You know, you got to want to do it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's what sparks most of my episodes. Most of my episodes is me just living life throughout the day and something happens and whether it be God, Holy Spirit, you know, something grabs a hold of me and I'm like, I have to say something about this now. Yeah. And I don't have a pulpit, and some most of the stuff I say don't maybe said from pulpit anyway. <laughs> maybe, it does. maybe it does. But I'll just get moved on something, yeah. and be like, I need to go talk on this, and right. let these thirty-five people that listen to me know what I'm thinking today. Well, I mean, I uh, somebody needs to hear it. Somebody can relate. Somebody, you know, it's important, man. And and whoever you're listening to right now, you you have important stuff to say too. If you're, if you've been a Christian your entire life, if you are not a Christian at all and you're listening to this and you're, you know, thinking about the whole thing, you got a story to tell because where you are, there's other people that are in the same place and that can relate to you. And and even yeah. if, if they're listening and they relate, you can reach out to us too. Yeah. I mean, I sure. challenge somebody out there to be my first ever message. Yeah. I've never had one person message me on my podcast and ask me a question or anything. Yeah. Like they listen. Most of them listen to the whole episode. Right. But nobody is ever like, hey, I feel the same way or uh, maybe you're wrong here. I, I think that's never happened to me either. Not even I would accept the the rebuttals too. Like, yeah. hey, you're wrong about this. For well, then sure. we can talk about that. Right. You know, um, so just get involved a little bit. Maybe we're not being controversial enough. Maybe if we... I think if I get any more controversial, <laughs> there's going to be problems. There might be. There might be. But I mean, Jesus was pretty controversial. The, the most controversial one yet. Yeah. I mean, it's 2,000 yeah. years later and we're still fighting we're, over him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his followers yeah. are fighting each other. Yeah. His followers are fighting the world. I mean, I would say he, uh, I mean, he literally put his stamp on time. So, yeah. He did, he did, but you know, but here we are. And sometimes things need to be, need to be said. Sometimes things need to be done. <clears throat> you think when he went into the temple and started turning over tables, everybody in there was like, "Well, this is a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's doing this. Yeah, it took me hours to set that table up. Right. Yeah. I'm glad he's flipping them over. I'm not saying go into your church this week and kick the pulpit over, but you know, get involved. You know, you have a voice. Everybody has a voice. Yeah. Well, and then it's. You know, we're 
it's October 27th today, 2021. So four days from now, we'll celebrate the 104th anniversary of a guy named Martin nailing a letter to the door of the church, letting them know 95 things they were doing wrong. So, which was know. supposed to get him killed. Yeah. 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 And it would have, and they, they tried for, you know, he, he had to run for the rest of his life, but he said what he needed to say. And, uh, you know, he, and he stepped out in faith and that was a big deal. And, and he wasn't, he wasn't trying to start a revolution. He just wanted to fix the church. You know, yeah. But, I, I, well, he had what well, we had. He had the word. Yeah. He studied the word for himself and realized, well, they're up there spoon feeding people right. the opposite of what we're reading in the word here. Yeah. So he took his stand and for the betterment of our faith, really, because if he wouldn't have done that, who's to say anybody would have ever had the we courage to do it? Certainly would not be in a reformed church today. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, you could somebody could play devil's advocate here and be like, well, somebody would have eventually done it. We well, don't know that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially if we'd have made it to like modern times. Well, yeah, the, no, the world has went so far from God now. Yeah, and, and nobody's willing to stand up. If we had tried, yeah, in twenty twenty one, if we tried to reform the church from what it was then, it would all just get yeah wiped would, out. Right. So yeah, we're not we're not saying, you know, go kick stuff over, but. Get into your word so that you know if you have a leg to stand on or not. Yeah. Then go make your argument if you hear something that goes against what you've read and studied. That's what that would be my advice. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to the feelings we were talking about a minute ago. People that hadn't read the Bible, they hear something and they go, well, it don't make me feel, you know, but Luther wasn't concerned about anybody's feelings. No, not for sure. Jesus wasn't either. A lot of the people in that church, I would think, was probably people he knew and were close to and probably had been buddies with. Because, I mean, back then, if he had studied the word enough to know what was being done wrong, he was one of the higher-up people. Because not everybody had access to the word like that. Right. So if he was one of these higher-up people and knew all this information, the people he was correcting was his friends. Yeah. Or at least people he knew. (laughs) Yeah. And his friends turned, I mean, I would say a lot of them probably turned against him, most of them. Right. Um, I'd hope a few of them stepped out and helped their buddy out. But he took a really big chance there. Yeah. And changed the world as far as our faith goes. Yeah. And he did. And at this stage in the game, it's not, we're not risking our lives. Me and you sitting here recording this. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. So now's the time. That's what what I'm getting at here. If you're thinking about it, now is the time because it's not. They're not, you know, we're not getting thrown in jail. Yet. Yet. Uh, some of us have. I mean, there's been a couple of preachers locked up over COVID and stuff, but like, not for, you know, we're not being persecuted like they were in the Bible. For well, I mean, there's people right now being set on fire. Yeah. For yeah. being Christians. Right. On the other side of the globe. No, we got it pretty good here. You know, people being set on fire, drowned alive. Yeah. And what, whatever your worst fear is, there's somebody They're probably experiencing living. it right now. Yeah. So I would say, <clears throat> get your microphone out. Yeah, share your, your word. Share your testimony. Your blog, your YouTube channel, whatever you got going on. Yeah, I'd love to have people on here. I mean, even people I haven't met. If, if I could figure out how to get somebody... Like virtually, yeah. and us have quality recording. That would be awesome. Got to work on that. There's no reason not to. There's really you know, not. I mean, I'm friends with people. I don't. I'm pretty sure 
they maybe they found me on Facebook from here. <clears throat> I think a lot is because I've been involved with some churches that were involved in some stuff in mm -hmm. Africa. But I've got friends from Africa on Facebook that are Christians. Yeah. And I'm like, how cool would it be to be able to figure out how to have them on here? Yeah. And if I got my hillbilly self in here enough <laughs> and studied how to do it, maybe I could figure out how to do that. Yeah. Because I want to hear other people's stories. I want to hear other people talk other than myself sometimes. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice. It, it's a... Uh... I don't know. It takes a while to get used to the sound of your own voice. It does. And it's a, it's a little bit weird to hear yourself. But yeah, if you, and it's especially easy. We've been 40, almost 48 minutes in now because it's a conversation instead yeah. of a monologue. And I rather yeah. have stuff to say myself. Do you think about it when you're recording sometimes? Like I'm sitting here sometimes. talking to myself. Yeah. Cause I mean, I know that I, I have the thought that I'm talking to this microphone. I'm definitely talking to myself in the moment. And nobody may ever listen to this, you know. <laughs> I might be doing all this for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel real awkward when I do it, too. And, like, my wife's in the – she'll go into the back, uh, you know, to give me my – a long time to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sitting here talking to myself. At that point, I was in the kitchen. Sitting here talking to myself in the kitchen. My wife's in there. Like, what – does she think I'm crazy? I'm like, well, she knows I'm crazy. She knows, yeah. So, why, <laughs> why, why am I worried about it? Yeah. You know? So – Get a microphone and talk to yourself. That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. But it's got to be done. Got to be done. It's an important thing. Yeah, that would be, that would probably be my, my biggest push toward a believer would be to be involved. Um, study your Bible first. Mm -hmm. But be involved and, and speak on it. If God's done something awesome for you, let people know about it. Yeah. You know? You know, when we read scripture, you know, there's times Jesus did stuff for people and he's like, keep your mouth shut. I'll say that. And then there's yeah. other times he said, go tell everybody. Well, I think the only reason he told someone to keep his mouth shut was to kind of prove a point because yeah. they never kept their mouth shut. Well, so yeah. I had this conversation yesterday. Somebody texted me and they were like, hey, when Jesus did these miracles, why didn't he want people to talk about them? And I think it doesn't say in the scriptures, I guess, but. It was to keep people focused on the message instead of the mirror. Yeah. So or, yeah. they didn't just worship Jesus's magical powers. You know, yeah. And, Maybe so that too. And I think, but they also, they never really kept their mouth shut. No. They, you know, <laughs> they never really kept their mouth shut. So I mean, I'm saying this isn't biblical fact. We're purely speculating here. Right. But it could have been like, I'm going to prove a point that the stuff I do is so awesome and they know that I am who I am yeah. that they're not going to be able to keep their you mouth shut even though I tell them to. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that Knowledge was the deal. Point too. It might be. I don't know. We'll find that out one day. We will. We'll know. But, yeah. If, if God's done something good for you, man, let the world know about it. We already got enough negativity on here. I, I guess this is an open invitation. I would say so. To come on the show or whatever. I, I used to ask you know, at the end of my episodes, uh, if you feel like you want to be on the show, send me a message. Now, if you're some lady heretic, I'm not going to let you on. But No, I will. <laughs> let me see. I, I, don't, I, don't want to, I never wanted my show to be a debate show. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want my show to be a debate show either. I would be, I would be open to talking to different people if we have an understanding of what the talk is going to be. You right. know, it's it, it's not going to be a debate because I've never seen anybody change their mind over an argument. Right. I've never seen anybody get on social media and be like, this person corrected me. They're right. And I'm wrong. Yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to waste my time doing that. 
But I am open to talking to different people. Yeah. You know, we, we, I'd have to fill them out, especially if it's somebody I don't know. Right. You know, we'll have to have some, you know, good extensive conversations without a microphone. And uh, and then maybe we can work something out and get on the mic and, and share a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, we need the conversations, man. I think we have too many monologues. I do. Yeah. yeah like 20 of them. Well, I mean, I mean I, not I, even I, just the... Like I was monologuing and I preached the best sermons in my car, you know, yeah. like this is my sermon, whatever, instead of it being a, I learn more from dialogue. Yeah. I mean, I've, I wish I could remember every great thing I've ever thought, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. As I'll have this all inspiring idea yeah. or thought going down the road and I'm like, man, you can't get back to the studio fast enough to remember it. No, nope. <laughs> somebody text you, you, can you stop and get this yeah. or whatever? And then it's gone in the yeah. paper. Man. So I think, uh, yeah, we'll probably have to do this a little more because it feels like we could sit here and do this for a long time. I think so. But I really don't want to do anything over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we start losing people, I think. Who knows if anybody's still listening now. But Somebody listens to Joe Rogan. I mean, for three hours. Three hours day. at a time. Yeah. And I'm one of them. Yeah. I'll yeah. sit there and listen to hit man ramble on. I mean, not everything, not everything is uh, beneficial to your ears to hear from him. Yeah. So I'm not going to plug him. Even though I guess I kind of just did. Maybe a little bit. But, but uh, my point being is I don't have the credentials Joe Rogan does for somebody to sit and listen to me for three hours. Right. I also don't have a neuroscientist. I mean, you're awesome. Yeah, no, I get it. But there's only so much people are going to listen to me yeah, and you at yeah, the time. Yeah, I always so. look at his show descriptions and it's like rocket scientist from, you know. Okay. Right, what does Joe Rogan have in, you know, in common with a rocket scientist? Nothing, but he listens to them. Yeah. Know? So yeah. I listen to him. <laughs> you know, like Elon Musk. I'd have him on. For sure. That'd be awesome. Heck yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do this again. But where can people find you at? Uh, I am, I'm, I'm, I think I got kicked off of Twitter yesterday. Really? Yeah. You in trouble? Some truth, you know. But I, if I'm still there, I'm at Danny J. Burnham uh, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and wherever else uh, you can find Burnham podcast on Facebook, just at Burnham podcast and Instagram is Burnham underscore podcast. Um, I think that's right. My wife runs our social, social media, media. My Facebook and Instagram, but anyway, that's where I am. Cool. Where are you, Chris Pyle? Um, man, I think I got a different name everywhere. I think if you search Chris Pyle, just about anywhere you're going to find me. Because I'm on YouTube, you know, on YouTube, search Chris Pyle, do a lot of videos with my daughter and stuff like that on there, and uh, some other stuff I'm into on TikTok. Um, right now, my name is Bobber Chris because I had a bobber, and that was my name, and I was getting a lot of attention for the bike I built, and it has oh, been the bobbers to bike. Okay. Yeah, yeah, had enough time since I've sold it. Enough time hasn't passed for me to be able to change my name again. I got you. But uh, anyway, Instagram is like Chris Pyle eighty, Facebook Chris Pyle. Um, there's surprisingly a lot of Chris Piles out there, but it's the same picture you see on my podcast. Yeah, so you'll find me. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah I, I think, um, I think that's good. I think so. I've enjoyed it, man. Me too. We'll do it again. We'll do it.